I want to welcome everybody to a, a, another In My Feels uh, episode. Today's a special one because uh, this is actually my first in-person with one of my very close friends, uh, Justin Blake, who is a, calls himself a motiv- uh, motivational influencer, future member of the <laughs> Illuminati. He's a super dope comedian and fellow spiritual vibe guy. Um, Justin and I have had many, many talks, so I wanted him to kind of be my first in-person podcast um so yeah i want to welcome justin to the show and and justin's listened to my show a couple of times so he knows how we start and you know thoughts feelings uh emotions uh conditionings everything on the inside creates your outside exterior so my question to you justin is how are you feeling right now in this moment i feel good i feel it anytime i'm talking about this stuff and it's not just like uh um like just organically in a conversation I get in my head about like what I'm going to say about how I feel. And then I start becoming like self-conscious about how I feel. And it's just like this wormhole of like, uh, oh my God, how do I feel? I, I guess I feel yeah. good. I, but do I, you know, do you? I do. I okay. feel good. Like I feel good because I'm very comfortable with you. Yes. You know what I mean? So this is, even though it's like, preset it's still organic to be around yeah. you so it's like but thinking about coming here i was definitely like in my head contemplating life yeah yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's funny because I, I i do the same thing when i when i sit on the actual podcast and the mic uh pre like you know when we have our conversation i'm like fuck i should have recorded that yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like that's that that <laughs> all day those conversations like when justin came over to the house oh we had like a little gathering and we were just just back and forth, just spiritual bars, spiritual bars. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then you sit down, you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do I know anything? Oh, yeah. And that that for me is getting like more comfortable with just trusting myself, right? Yes. Of like, you know, you know what you're talking about because this is what you talk about. So don't make it a conscious thing and then become self-conscious. Yeah. And I think that's what like. That's actually what led me to this in the first place was become being self-conscious performing because it was like, you are funny. Mm-hmm. So now that you have to like consciously be funny, yep. you're making this so stressful. So I had to find a way to yep. like make it less stressful. Well, consciously funny is kind of unfunny, isn't it? Yeah. No, you don't want to be around <laughs> you. The guy trying to be funny yeah. is, is a burden on everybody. Yeah. It's kind of the universal thing, though, isn't it? It's like, you know, you work your whole life for something. And then that, that moment when you're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, it's when yeah, it actually starts yeah, happening. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of the way. It's, it's um, the, 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 I, I mean, I quote this book a lot, Conversation with God, which I spoke to you about. Amazing book. And God, or whoever you want to yeah, say, yeah, is yeah, yeah. speaking to this guy. And he says, act before you think. And I had someone on the, I had uh, this uh, ton of people on the show and I asked the same thing and they're like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. if I act before I think people are dying, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's dying. And I'm like, well, yeah, because that's your negative view on, you know, act before you think. For me, it's like, well, like you just said, you know, stepped in. It's like you, you feel comfortable with me. I feel comfortable with you. But it's still that notion of there's fucking mics in front of us and headphones yeah, 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 and yeah, we're yeah. fucking speaking as in we wouldn't normally speak like right, this. Right, right. So therefore I'm overthinking things instead of just acting on my initial pulse of what I want to do. It's like that thing of, you know, I go running in the morning and I spend more time procrastinating whether I'm going or not than right, actually right, doing right, the fucking right, right. run. <laughs> 
bro, you know what's so that act before you think really resonated with me because I had a birthday a couple weekends ago or last weekend, and I got blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but in, I saw I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. the the slow walk, the oh, wifey helping you man. to the. It's it, you you kind of regress, don't you, when you drink? It's like you become an old man. Well. By the end of it, because I think you've lived so many lives through the that three-hour window of just like the highs, the lows, the energy, the conversations, all of these things that like for me, though, it it humbles me in the way that I'm like, I'm a I'm not a bad person because when I'm blackout drunk and my subconscious has taken over. I'm about like having fun, making sure everybody's enjoying themselves, like, you know, and I'm actually more social. Like my boy was like, you become like this, like pseudo Denzel Washington smooth dude, (laughs) not afraid to talk to anybody, blah, 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 because I'm out of my head and I'm just trusting myself instinctually. So it's nice to know that like on a subconscious level, I'm not dealing with that dark shit that like. In a way, I can create consciously, yeah, as opposed to it subconsciously being there. Yep. So it's like it's it's like the opposite. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of people, their subconscious is kind of like slowing them down. Yeah. Whereas, like for me, I feel like it's almost like creating barriers so you have something to do. Mm-hmm. In a way, and I'm like, all right, I've done that long enough. Yeah. Let me, you know kicking into my subconscious nature it's funny that i mean because it, it, it's true when you drink it's like, like it's the courage of the inner you come or the truth you yeah, yeah, yeah. but i've met some like dark people who oh. drink and i'm like yo you must this must be you on a daily basis that oh, you're hiding this shit for sure my older brother <laughs> was like that where i, I had a conversation with him because i was like i noticed when he drank he would bring up slights from throughout the day that he gave a pass to but then when he got drunk, he'd be like, oh, you said this or you did that or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, you can't hold on to all of that stuff. Like, that's yeah. that's the reason you're in such a dark place. It's like either say something in the moment or work through it yourself or don't drink. Yeah. But this combination is crazy right now. And, you know, he quit, eventually quit drinking. And he's like, you know, in such a better place. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, people really hang on to like that. You didn't look me in the eyes when you shook my hand or something. You like, yo. I, I, I mean, a personal experience of obviously childhood and stuff. I've had, I'm not going to say who, because, you know, I'm not going to G anyone up. But, <laughs> you know, you'd sit there and someone would be drinking. They'd be like, oh, you motherfuckers. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Here it comes. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> Don't say shit. He's going to fall asleep soon. Oh, man. Tony Montana showing up, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, so So let's dive into the, the, the comedy aspect of you. Because, you know, I've seen a couple clips. I, you invited me to one show, which we couldn't go to at the time. Um, I think the wife was pregnant or something was happening. Um, and where did that start for you? I mean, obviously, we don't consciously or unconsciously funny. You, you're using your personal experiences as your life and... You know, around you, because we, we've hung out, we've been in stitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can see of of the path that you've chosen, but is there a clear indication of when that came about or is it just a natural progression of something that you love doing? So I've had conversations with like uh, other comics about this and I think 
to me, for people who are funny, it's innate. Mm-hmm. Like that timing, that understanding of like when to say something, being able to create a context in which you can get away with saying things other people wouldn't be able to say. Um, so for me, it was just like always in me. Like my dad has stories of like when I was like really young, like one of his favorite stories was like... um when Pee Wee Herman got caught like <laughs> masturbating, mm-hmm. I was I was probably like three or four and we were in the kitchen and I was like, oh, Pee Wee Herman was in the movies. Like, duh, duh, duh. and I started like doing his theme song as to like what he was doing. And my dad just thought it was so funny. And he was like, he bring he he like brought it up for the rest of my life. Of like, I'll never forget that time. So I just think like it's innate. Mm-hmm. And you know, it I think the only thing you can do is like develop it in a way where to to do comedy and to do it in like a formal setting is to um you're harnessing it for the first time consciously. Mm-hmm. So then it just becomes that battle of like how do I become comfortable being my natural self? Mm-hmm. Because your whole life you were just being you. Yeah. And you had context of like, oh yeah, you know me. So you know the moment I say I was in the DMV, you're like, oh my God. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that was the biggest thing for me was like learning how to translate my natural self to this unnatural environment of like, be funny now. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that like, I'm such a like, uh, in a way, um, troll isn't the right word. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like contrarian in in the fact that I don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. So it's like the moment someone's like tells me to be funny, the last thing I want to do yeah. is be funny. Like, and I've always been like that. I remember being a kid and people were like, tell me a joke. It's like, bro, I just gave you five laughs and now you're going to try yeah. and like tell me to give... No. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely like an innate thing, in my opinion, that you're born with. I feel like our society thinks you can just like learn everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> or or there's levels to it. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I could never learn to play basketball as well as LeBron James because he has an innate ability and understanding in like this natural core vision. That, yeah. You know. It's funny because um I guess I guess preparation. I mean, speaking of basketball, when I watched the the Jordan documentary, and you know when he was rejected from from the from the team, and he went away that summer, practice, 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 came back way taller, and I'm like, okay, so he physically manifested growth because he knew that that's what he had to do to get in the team. He he understood with whether it's subconscious or consciously, but I mean, um, I guess how do you prepare for comedy? Because again, it's that it's that whole when I when I said act before you think you cut. You can't really do that when you're preparing for comedy. It's like you're battling what's funny and what's not funny. But also when you're on stage, you have to read the room. If something you're saying isn't funny, then you have to kind of adapt to kind of, I guess, the the energy of the room. What's that process for you? So I think think in a way that's like a misconception of comedy Mm -hmm. is like as a comedian, I'm bringing what I think is funny. And if the audience doesn't think it's funny, 
that's on them now. Yeah. <laughs> They're the joke. Yeah, like like it, it's like it's like it's like if if understanding that like Beyonce walking into Taylor Swift's audience or vice versa, the reaction they're accustomed to, they may not get. Mm-hmm. So then it's you can't second guess yourself as a performer and be like, wow, I guess I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. And that's the like sort of the the duality you face in the come up is because you aren't as good as you're going to be. So you are learning how to do it. So there's moments where it's like, it was you. Like mm-hmm. there's times where like, I literally said a joke wrong. I didn't do the right punchline because there was three different punchlines. So it's like, you're doing that while also getting a read from an audience. So there, so it's figuring out like, okay, Today, was it me or was it the audience? Because it's going to switch mm-hmm. throughout that process. So I think like learning when it is you and when it is the audience. Because like for me, I've walked into rooms where I'm like, oh, I'm about to kill. Mm-hmm. And then I've walked into rooms and like kind of seen what was going well and got a vibe of the audience and was like, nope, <laughs> we're, we're in for it today. Yeah. Like we're both going to not have a good time. And like sometimes I was I was wrong and other times it was definitely like, you know, I held people hostage for 15 minutes and yeah. it just is what it is at that point. Um, well, te- technically it's always you, isn't it? Really? It's, it's not you or them. Well, it's, it's, if you are the driving force to everything in your life, you're also the laughs and the un, the, the the not laughs, the, the unlaughs, if if that's even a word. No, I I think by by them, I mean it's it's you and the fact that like not all of your experiences mm-hmm. are going to be relatable to other people. Yeah. So in in that regard, because you're only bringing the experiences you have. It's not their fault. Like I don't I don't look at audiences and go like it's your responsibility, it's your fault. Like I just understand we're different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just showing up and the way I'm translating my experiences isn't relatable to certain people in the same way people relate their experiences to me and it means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? So I get that like I never blame you know what I mean? Like I fully yeah. understand that, like, yo, I'm I'm not translating yeah. this. But I also know that like unfortunately I showed up with the wrong language <laughs> for everybody involved. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 been that. Um and I think that's part of the reason like comedy culturally right now is like in the place it's in because it's trying to like, at least in the, the mainstream industry, figure out how do we translate this to as many people as possible <laughs> without offending and isolating <laughs> any groups of people <laughs> and it's literally impossible this is right? when you do you be a peewee or a mr bean when you don't yeah. say shit yeah. it's funny because i even you just brought that just so many ideas coming to my head of of comedians who have probably like the peewees or or you know the mr beans or any of those dudes like mr bean didn't say shit ever it was just all stupid actions just all stupid all things it's actually a super highly intelligent dude and you're like wow you manifested a unique form of well i mean charlie chaplin was the original dude of comedy which attracted the the plethora of people and you didn't even say a word i think that that to me though is in the way that like 
there's an audience sort of for everyone. It's like it's like these jokes now that are labeled offensive, right? <laughs> if, you tell, if you tell a joke to a million people and 10,000 people found it offensive and the other 999,000 people thought it was good to they're indifferent to amazing, but they don't say a word. Mm-hmm. Only the 10,000 offended people talk. Is it an offensive joke? You know, and that it's it. Yeah. And what what's happening with comedy is it's like, you know, if a tree falls in the wood and no one hears it. This is like if a tree falls in the wood and only the people who complain about it hear it. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's what we're dealing with is like, yo, this comedy is offensive inherently, right? Like you're isolating a group of people, you're isolating an experience that somebody may have had a negative experience with. And it's like what I've come to understand throughout all of this, these times is like the only way comedy can survive is if we as a culture understand people's issues for the most part, unless it's just beyond egregious, that's a reflection of you. You you feeling minimized by a joke that a stranger told that wasn't directed personally at you specifically mm-hmm. is your own insecurity you're projecting onto what they do as opposed to like them being like, look, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think understanding that like, that's the only way comedy can survive yeah. because you, you can't have a world in which comedy isn't offensive because the nature of it is to isolate and point out things that someone who has a relationship with it isn't yeah. comfortable with it at the time. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I always encourage everybody to live their truth regardless. I mean, obviously you're not intending to go out and uh, comedy isn't that, I'm not going to out uh, to intend to hurt anyone. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just the way I feel about a certain situation, which I find is funny or yeah. funny-ish to to me. You're yeah. right. It's, it's it's that kind of separating yourself. But you should. I mean, every comedian should live their truth. You know, I think David Dave Chappelle is the perfect example of someone who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, he gives a fuck. Of course, he gives a fuck. But in terms of himself, he knows who he is and what he's doing. And there's no one ever. I, when I see him, I just see pure conviction in comedy. Because he he knows his intentions are pure. Yeah. So if I'm bringing pure intent, you can tell the difference between somebody who's trying to hurt. Yeah. They want you to feel pain. And you can tell someone who's like, here's a funny observation I've made. Or have you thought about it this way? Like a curiosity is completely different. And it's like, that's the reason Dave Chappelle translates to so many people who aren't living through their insecurities, right? Like there are a lot of people whose insecurities define every moment of every interaction they have with people. And those tend to be the people who are the most difficult to interact with. Mm-hmm. And we've created a social interface where now they can bond in front of the world and seem like they're more present yeah. than they are. Cause yeah. there's so many conversations where it's like online you know, Twitter specifically, where it's like, oh, my God, everybody's talking about that. And then you look and you're like, wait, this is trending and 10,000 people are talking about <laughs> it on a platform of a billion. OK, I guess everyone's talking yeah. about, you know. So I think comedy's just like 
a scapegoat in the way that it's people not trying to be right. Yep. In a in going against a culture of people who are trying to be right, right? Like it like the social sciences mm. are people who are trying to be right in what's happening in the world. Yep. And comedy is like for the most part people just talking shit. So those two things, that's the confrontation, right? Of like I'm just, yo, this is an observation or this is a hypocrisy I've noticed. And then somebody's like, well, actually, no, your political statement behind. It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's you projecting onto this. So I feel like with Dave Chappelle's and and all of these like huge, great comics, what's happened is, is like in the ocean, when you see a well or you see a shark, it's this huge mass. And then you see all these other little fish attached to it. That's what people do with their social agendas now is it's like what bigger way to get an agenda out than to attach it to Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. And now there's a conversation happening that wouldn't have been happening. And I think for Dave Chappelle, he's fine with that. As long as I have my platform, because I'm giving you a bigger platform. So why would you want to take mine away? Like, yo, had a conversation. I think all conversations are great. Yeah. But when your conversation involves like, we'll get rid of artists and and they shouldn't be able to say certain things. It's like, no, no, you just need to take responsibility for how you feel, you know, because if words are preventing you from living your life, you've got much bigger issues, you know, <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah. you know 100%. what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like that has been a big you know, frustration for me with recent times. It's just like, we're listening to the most insecure people yeah, and trying to build a culture around making them comfortable. And it's like, that's not how you make a culture stronger either. But so then I would see, I'm always about, I promote accountability on the show. So if there's anything in your life, it's you, regardless of the blame of the outside sources, you are the driving force. You are the magnet to all your shit. So it's you. And I, and I, and I, and I think that's why, you know, the kind of the show is growing. And because I run into so many spiritual leaders and it's always on the surface. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. never deep. It's like, no, motherfucker, it's you. 100%. You know, and um, it's, I read this book, Marianne Williams, I think it's called Return to Love. And there's a lot of people who hit me, you know, I, I just want to do this, which leads on to my next question for you, actually. Um, you know, I want to be an actor. So Marianne Williams said, so act. Oh, yeah, but you know, I'm not making any money from this. Da, 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 da. So wait, you're not talking about acting then. You're talking about making money. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to make money from acting. So act. No, no, no. But yeah, but I can't, I can't I'm going to pay my bills. Da, 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 da. Act. There's schools. There's, you know, homeless shelters. There's um, hospitals. They, they all need a show. They all need entertainment. Yeah, Elderly people's yeah. homes. And it's the same, I guess, because I run into so many people. It's like, oh, I want to do this, but it's not making me money. So I can't do it. You can do it. Oh, 100%. If, if, if it's what you love and it, it's free to do it. A hundred percent. I think, but I think, because I, I remember when I was first starting, I thought I needed whatever things I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, and it's the most humbling thing about any pursuit, right? Is like what you need to do is start. Mm-hmm. Because once you start, it's amazing how like, 
things start to fall into place and you meet certain people who provide you with whatever opportunities, you know, all you needed was a mic. Well, if you start talking, eventually somebody who has a mic is like, yo, this person needs a mic. Bam, you got a mic. Like, it's amazing how, you know, a lot of people um, who, who are in the more spiritual realm will say you're manifesting these things, but the only way to truly manifest is like thoughts meeting actions, right? Is like where it happens. Mm -hmm. So until you start doing it, you're just creating excuses because that's the fear of like, Mm -hmm. ultimately I know if I'm afraid if I do it and it doesn't work, how I'll feel. And it's like, it's not going to feel any worse than having not done it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like at least, and also just at the end of the day, it's an experience. And through the experience, you'll actually learn that like, oh, wait, maybe I don't value acting in the way I thought it value acting, but I'm really into directing. And I've met a bunch of actors and now I can create something that may make me money. Like a lot of directors found out they were directors by being bad actors. Yeah. You know, and and that's a part of it. Right. It's like the learning. So I think the biggest thing is just getting over that mental hurdle of like what you think you need to start. Yeah. It's like just, you know, it's, it, it's, it's funny how like these like phrases and like Nike's just do it has, it's been around for as long (laughs) as it has for a reason. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, but it's hard to just so simple, but the simplest things can sometimes be the hardest things, you know, because we, we, we like to complicate things. We, it's, it's, um, you know, again back to the conversation with god book he says the reason why you're here is to know yourself through experience because if you don't have experience you're just a theory and i'm like oh okay that's true because yeah. <laughs> it's like you know i run you know when i see you know people like oh you know i want to be a billionaire and i'm like well because i see it all the time online oh, and yeah. you know this kind of this, this show they put on the, the and i'm like well you've never experienced what it's like to be a billionaire <laughs> i'd like to be a billionaire oh yeah and I, and I truly know I've not... Have you seen that TV show Succession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> they amazing they are fucking billionaires. <laughs> and you could tell... It's like, let's go for a game of rounders. I'm like, what the fuck is rounders? <laughs> and it's like, well, let, uh, Jerry, you know, get the chopper. Oh, yeah. Five choppers in a line. <laughs> drive, fucking flying over New York. Yeah, land. Yeah. Security everywhere. That was probably like a $3 million rounders game. Yeah. That is the experience of a billionaire. Walking into his fucking $100 million house going, what's that fucking smell? This is shit. Fuck off, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you all. Where's my money? Yeah. That's the experience. Of, and I'm like, well, you can't, ex- you can't experience that. And until you do experience it, you cannot know it. And if you do not know it, you cannot have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we can say, and this is my next question as well, is, is um, you know, if I was to ask you the question, who are you and who do you want to be? What would be your answer? So who I am because <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like, it's like, it's an ever expanding question, isn't I'm it? Saying, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a, a stop. Who are you now? Like who I am now? I feel like I am the most comfortable version of myself, right? Like, and still, even in that there's an evolution of like, Things I know 
I still have to work on, right? Like I, I'm very comfortable um, talking to people, being, but like anything I do, I'm not, I'm still not comfortable like putting it out myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like being on um, this podcast is easy for me because you're going to put it out. Mm-hmm. But for me to put it out, all I would think about is all how I should have said something. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so I'm still like in that way, as comfortable as I am with what I'm saying, given enough time, I'll create a reason or a way to be sort of like insecure about that. And I think that's my biggest like thing I need to work on into who I'm going to be. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and it just comes back to trust, right? It's like, yo, you speak, people like to talk to you, like, trust yourself. Yeah. But for some reason that I noticed that because I, even with like preparing for my own podcast where I'm like, all right, I know I'll be able to like sit in a room and talk shit, but then will I be able to release it? Mm-hmm. And that's been my, my biggest thing with all of my stuff is like releasing it. And just, you know, trusting. I'm not a very trusting person. Within yourself. Within myself and within, because it's within myself, within other people. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like that. I think that's the biggest thing is just like, I'm a positive guy. I'm I'm a secure guy who doesn't trust most things <laughs> <laughs> you know i used to be i guess it's kind of the the the, the kind of background you know you and i are from because we, we speak about this obviously off- offline and seeing the amount the level of untrust in our childhood yeah. and everything else <laughs> you create this kind of you know even now like i walked I, you know i was in so house the other day i knew i knew who was behind me who was in front of me i knew he was sitting there he got up to there what's he doing was it i'm like why out <laughs> you you're not on the on the street corner yeah. fucking looking for shit or trouble, any type of shit. I'm like, what's going on? But see, now I, I've changed my, my, my perception of it. And I'm saying, well, who the fuck do I need to trust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, well, I don't need to trust anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I trust myself. Oh, shit. And then you start attracting more reasons for you to trust yourself. Right. And then you start changing the need because it's the atomic habit. It's the, um, it's another book as well, which great book, which, which talks about habits and how to break bad habits and replace them with good habits by creating a reward around what you're trying to replace. Like for example, for me to go running, I, I put on audio books because it's the only time I listen to audio books when I run. So the longer I run, the longer, I, and it's great. I'm like, I'm thirsty oh, for this knowledge. Yeah. So that's my reward for the habit of running. Um, and yeah, so I would change the narrative every so often of, you know, cause I used to be, I used to do, you know, started so many things that would fail because I didn't really, I guess my attention to them would wane yeah. or it'd be like, oh, well now I'm on something else or now I'm on something else. But that's, that's growth. And now I accept that growth. You know, I've been doing this podcast nearly a year and a half. Um, and even, even starting the podcast took a year of preparation because I'm a preparer. I like to prepare for shit. So I had like seven episodes in the bag, you know, like all the assets ready, all that type of shit. And then only until then, and I kept pushing it back, pushing it back. It's not ready. It's not ready. When it was fucking ready from episode (laughs) one. And it's the same, you know, I see artists like 
you know, Kanye West did a, did a listening party for his album in Vegas, you know, listening party, albums dropping a few days later. I'm like, that would freak me the fuck uh, out. Yeah. But I'm sure the creative process for him, to him, felt like ages. Right, 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 right. And I, and I was just like, but I, but again, it's that innate, you're right, it's that innate trust. And I, and I speak about this a lot on the show, is that trusting in yourself. And when you fully trust in yourself, and this is another thing as well, where, because, you, know, you know, I'm a hermit per se, and I'm spiritual within my, my hermitism. Yeah, 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 you're active. And I'm active, active within my, my hermitism. Uh, yeah. But then I was at So House and, you know, I was like, my drinks were taking too long. And I was like, it was, you know, it's not cheap there. Oh, no, no. And, and I'm someone that <laughs> now, I, I mean, I don't ever like to be inconvenienced. I don't like to wait for things. I, you know, I, I know when I'm, if I go to the store to buy something, I know what I'm buying. I'm in and I'm out. And that's just the way I'm, I'm not going to change that because I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was sitting at So House and I was like, the music was playing, R&B was bumping. My juice was a little delayed. I said, what the fuck is going on? And my ego started building oh, and I started yeah. liking it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and, and then we went on to somewhere else and there was a long line outside this bar and I was like, yo, they got any tables? Tables are sold out. And this is, you know, you call me bougie or whatever now. I've worked for my bougie-ness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm entitled to the shit that I want now. And then I woke up the next day, not hung over on drink, hung over on egoness. And I was like, I did not enjoy that. Yeah, I loved yeah, it at the time. Yeah, 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 and the yeah. next day I thought about, over thought about it and I was like, that is, just didn't seem like me. And I was like, there you go, Lou. I'm taking you back from the outside world and I'm putting you back into your <laughs> hermitism. So this is where you can handle it for now. Yeah, and yeah, until yeah. you're ready to go back out, you're staying fucking home. No, I think, but I think it's critical to have that level of self-awareness, right? And it is like that, because to me, I think the world is the obstacle course. Right. Like and even being around other people, because I've noticed where like I've been in my zone where I'm like, yo, I'm at the crib. Like I'm working on <laughs> this shit. Like I, I, I've, I've had a day of like mindfulness and like I'm feeling good. I, I feel like I got my ego in check. The moment I get in my car, somebody like cuts me off and they throw their arm up. And and my ego is like, you need to follow that motherfucker. <laughs> let's see if he's really shit about on his that doorstep. action. Yeah, let's see if he's really like throw your whole life away right now in this moment. Yep. Because that I feel like that's like like how you know life is an experience and it's about growth and it's like you make these declarations to the universe of like, yo, my ego, I got it here. Like I've been meditating, whatever. And life is like okay. Let's see. And that that intoxication you were talking about of like, you know, coming from when you've had to really work and grind to get what you want in life and then to be in this setting where the setting is like, we're here to please you. And you're like, but I'm unpleased. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I was 12 percent. I'm pleased. Yes. Fix this. Yes. And it's just like, and and for me, because I've been, you know, I've been to like, uh, you know, I went to the Wardorf and it was. <laughs> yeah. Why you say like that? I went to the Wardorf. <laughs> Own your shit, bro. Yeah. You know so, where you went. You know, so I was there and uh, <laughs> they have like uh, the, the, it was like a lobster hamburger, which is like, can oh, you that, get yeah, that. any bougier than a, Jesus a, Christ. a lobster hamburger? Save the oceans, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And See don't conspiracy. be like me. <laughs> 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 but I got it 
And it was good, but I'm like, this is a touch salty. Oh. This is... Well, I mean, what the fuck is a... Is it really a burger? I mean, it's a lobster... It's well, mashed it, lobster. Isn't a burger just... It, I mean, the definition... Is it a beef burger? Or is it just a... Bur- is that what the definition of a burger is? Is it beef? Or is it specifically just something between something? I, th- that's a great question. I almost, <laughs> feel like, I almost feel like a burger is something around disc of something because okay. at this point it's like a veggie burger or what the only thing they have no. in common is the shape but i mean whoever came up with the 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 the, the beef burger fat or the burger i wonder if it's just def defined as the burger ah yeah yeah, yeah with yeah, the yeah, beef yeah, in it yeah, yeah, and yeah. that is the burger yeah you see what i'm saying yeah i think it i think initially it was that okay and now you know through marketing it's like well i need you to know what i'm selling you so it's everything <laughs> whatever i whatever i need it to be this is a burger so you so, know ha- so hang on wait so it's a touch salty but isn't it from the ocean isn't the ocean salt <laughs> listen i didn't say there was any logic behind <laughs> what my taste buds felt and also i i mean i ate it like i'm not the type of person like because I've I, I've worked in customer service, I feel like I give so much leeway because I'm like, oh, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to work with like around these type of people who just like expect the world to revolve around them and then get exactly what they want. What do you mean these type of people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the only type of people. You mean you, you type of people. Call. You're sitting there ordering a fucking <laughs> lobster burger. Listen, I, I'm one of those people that still disassociates. You know the, then the I mean? person next to you might be like, I, I'm not sure why I'm here. I'll get the fries. Yeah, yeah. Just fries. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, Don't yeah, even I, give me salt. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I need I need the lobster burger. They were like, wow, no one really orders this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dust it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, I, I think, yeah, it's just, it was funny to hear you even say, like, you felt your ego in the intoxication mm-hmm. because it is like a drunkenness in a way of like, because to me, I think the ego... It's there for a reason, right? Like it has to be, right? Yeah. Like yeah. think about like, and I think it's about like figuring out that right ratio of ego to you, and how you want to move with it. Yeah. You know, because I think the ego is like, shit. The ego is the reason we are in this house right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like part of that was the ego from the materials that were used to make this house and people having being like, no, I'm going to make, I'm going to turn that thing into something I can use. I'm going to make a tree useful for me, you know? So So it's like that evolution. And then for you on a personal level of like where you started in life, there were so many things that told you your destination wasn't going to be Los Angeles in a crib. No, you know what I'm saying? But Part of you was like, but it is, <laughs> you know, and I think that's critical. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and so I think it's just the right balance of like understand and understanding when it is ego. Yeah. Cause I think not, I think that comes back to like that consciousness of like, it's all balancing, right. Of like your ego to your consciousness. Cause you can become self-conscious and now you're undercutting where your ego should step up mm-hmm. and be like, no, no, you deserve this. You should be here. You should say this, yeah. you know? And I think that that for me is like where I'm 
currently at creatively in a way of like, I've definitely undersold and didn't have enough ego to be like, no, no, this is me. I, I, I move with too much humility in a way. And it's, you know, I get that. Yeah, definitely get that. Yeah. So I so, from you. Yeah. And that's where for me, I've been like, all right. But I think. But that's also one of the things I love about you. Yeah. I, I had to learn it. Right. Yeah. Like for me, looking back, it's been like I had to learn through the experiences I had of like, no, no, you have to be like. I have this new mindset of like attacking life. You know what I mean? Like not living it, but really attacking it because I you have to go get what you want. Mm. You know, so that humility has made it easy to make friends. You know what I mean? But it hasn't made it easy to make the type of money I'm capable of making. Mm. Because I've been, you know, oh, yeah, no, you can use that joke. We both thought of it at the same, you know, or uh, I don't know if I if I should take that opportunity because I haven't I don't have 10 minutes of comedy yet. I know I got a solid five and it's like, well, they offered you what they offered you because clearly they saw something. Mm -hmm. So go get it and figure it out, you know, so being there's a such thing as being like too humble, in my opinion. So I, I'm figuring out the ego to the ratio. <laughs> unless, unless you're Buddha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his whole thing was like to, to, in a way, his whole thing was to like, like regress from, in a way, the living yes. of life. Yeah. So it's like, that's a beautiful thing. But for me, I still got so much shit I want to do and accomplish that I can't be buddha right now yeah. i can't be on buddha mode i need to be on like uh what's my man's name um hannah the barbarian the barbarian dude conan conan yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's time to, no, no choice know. mode yeah yeah yeah. Go it, get it. it's funny when you speak about like the, the kind of money and and the kind of because i guess you know I, we live in a society where, where money is needed. And, and, you know, this is the time and place we're yeah. born in. This is, so this is what we have, you know. And because and I sit there and I say, you know, I want this or I want that or I want, you know, many things. And I say, I'd say 20% of it comes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not even that, maybe. The specific thing you want, you right, know. Right, 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 right. Or, or how you expect it. To how you, exactly. Yeah. And then... Again, the conversation with Godberg is like, because you are, you're asking from a place of wanting. So the universe gives you more wanting. You're asking yeah, 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 yeah. for what you're getting. And I'm like, what? Yo, Bro, back up, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me process this shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So therefore the idea is, then you start moving into knowing. But, you know, it's this kind of belief system we have. Belief is a cheap word because it's like, oh, I believe I'm this when... Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because deep down, you know, you're not. Oh, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, you know, I want $10 million. But your initial thought right now is like, motherfucker, you don't, you, <laughs> you don't have it. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So then you start changing the kind of perception of, all right, wanting, I am. I am is like a powerful thing. I am funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is going to argue with someone who says, I am funny? Well, no, you're not. I am funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, I'm funny. You know, it's it's funny you're even saying like that definitive outlook on life and what that can bring to you. Because 
I started watching um, this Netflix. Uh, it's like how to become a conqueror or something mm-hmm. like that. And they break down like all of these people who have gone a tyrant. No, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I haven't gone, seen it, but I see, it's on my list. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, there's some fuckers on that. Bro, and it's amazing because in their minds, what they're doing is right. Yeah. It's the world that's being like, yo, you're yeah. going too far. This is crazy. With no Chill. such thing as right and wrong. It for, just is perception. For them, it's like, yeah. yo, yeah. I know my people, who, who, whoever my people are, mm-hmm. I'm doing a thousand percent right by them. And they need you gone. And I was thinking like, cause, cause it's not like any of these men came from royalty. Like Hitler didn't come from a bunch of money. Uh, Stalin didn't come from a bunch of money. Like all of these like people, they're just, were single-minded individuals. And one of the things that like really um, resonated with me in a way was when Hitler had an experience after like, he fought in World War One, where basically like something happened. And from that moment on, he said he was basically on autopilot to becoming and achieving his goal. Like there was no he just put the blinders on and was like, yo, I know this is what needs to happen. And in a way, like. Not even in a way. It's on record. Mm. He made it happen purely through will. Nothing about his circumstances in that moment. Like, it's like, you know, there's a beautiful version of that where, like, somebody's like, oh, I was in poverty. And then I rose and I used all of my rising and the growth and influence I had to, like, feed children. Mm -hmm. And then there's somebody who's like, no, I just used it to cut people's heads off. (laughs) 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 And that's that's what he is. But at the at the core of it, it's Mm. a testament to what single mindedness can do. And then from that point, it's like hopefully that person's, you know, headed in a direction that's like beneficial to humanity. Right. And, you know, and it. Yeah. And it's just like but seeing just like that element of just this dude who was just a guy mm-hmm. a frustrated bitter resentful artist who all of a sudden flipped the switch <laughs> and was like fuck this I'm i mean the whole world see again see i study people in terms of the actual emotion or as you say the willpower but nothing was going to deter them from what they were going to achieve and and even conversation with god said you know super controversial it says even hitler went to heaven and I was like, yo, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> How? Because if you if you understand the power of manifestation, which is everything, everything in your life, the way you look, the way you feel, everything in your life is you. How can there be a good or a bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's if you attract the illness, the death, everything in your life, that means we have supreme free will to choose exactly who we are and who we want to be. There is not, nothing else, not, no God holding us. He's created us as God per se, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, as all the, 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 the religious and history texts state. The only difference that separates good and evil is perception. It's a person saying something is something or something else. 
And the reason why those things exist is because we can say what good is because we know what bad is. We know what down is because we know what fucking up is. And I guess these polarities were created for us to understand these type of things and equate them to our lives. But I'm like, yo, but you're, you're right. It's this, it's, it's that, it's like, uh, you know, I had an argument with someone, I was drunk as fuck uh, somewhere else. It's becoming a habit for me. Oh, it's a joke. Um, and, and we were arguing whether or not Trump was a smart man. And I said, well, he, technically, regardless of whether you say a powerful country, the presidency is probably, is the most powerful position in the world. Yeah. Of anywhere, anywhere else. And I said, you ha- you cannot be dumb or, or unintelligent and get to that position of power. It's like, no, no, he's the dumbest man in the world. I said, but he's not. The, du- I, the, the dumbest man in the world isn't running the campaign he knew to run to win. That that's, was it. And, and again, and again, it's what you just said. It was that willpower of knowing what I need to do. He didn't give a fuck whether he pissed people off or segregated people or whatever. All right, I'm going to get, because the other side were arguing amongst themselves and he divided and conquered. That's the, the oldest trick in the book. He put little tidbits in of Biden arguing with this person, this person arguing with that. But I don't want to get political because that's not my, my vibe. But I'm talking about the consciousness behind the emotion of the drive for the manifestation of nothing was going to. He's like, I'm president before he even got there. He's like, it's just me. And if you if you pay attention, he has been saying this since the 80s. Yeah. That he's, oh, I might run, the timing isn't right right now, I don't know, you know, but they're not doing a good job and I know I would do a good job and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but even listening to what you were saying, right, about like, if you take responsibility and say you're responsible for everything that happens in your life, right? So it's like, we look at it from the standpoint of like, uh, a, a Hitler, a Stalin, all of these horrible people who did these atrocities, they created the atrocity, but then it's like, well, if you if you bring it and you include everybody who was involved in the situation, the people who are the receiving end of that, did they maybe manifest that happening to them in the way that like, regardless of what the situation was, there are survivors. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between a person who survives a situation and, and the who person doesn't. who yeah. doesn't? You know, and that's like we try to define and understand. And it's just like if you want to bring it back to like, well, it's your life. You're in control, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions towards the world Mm -hmm. lead you to certain places and to be in, you know, the wrong place at the wrong time could be a product of you. Yeah. And that's like some shit that no one wants would want to accept right like very or very few people right like that's the difference between like the that the victim mentality and the mentality almost of the victimizer right Mm -hmm. is like at the end of the day you only feel like a victim because you're not on the end of this situation you want to be Mm -hmm. but there's two people interacting so what's the mentality that, you know, cause there, we, we all get kicked mm-hmm. and some people go, damn, I got kicked. Like what led me to getting kicked? Why did that person kick me? Blah, blah, blah. And for others, it's just like, I can't believe I was kicked. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. And that's, you know, yeah. 
And to me, that's almost like what I'm sort of seeing with humanity in general is like, that's kind of what separates is, you know, every situation you can think of, someone survived it and kept it moving, compartmentalized, did whatever, sought whatever they needed to seek to move past whatever trauma they endure. And then there are people who just stop. They go, no, this is, I'm, I'm, you know, a victim of whatever. And they literally define themselves and, you know, that's their identity moving forward. And it's just like, so we can look at the tyrant and, you know, and we should judge them and they are wrong for, you know, in a way exploiting these opportunities because, you know, it's fucked up. But also, to me, accountability is 360. Yeah. We all got to, you know, at some point, like my, I dated a girl who was Buddhist and she used to do like this cleaning the mirror motion. And she'd be like, don't forget. And it's like cleaning your own mirror and looking at yourself because, you know, it's not a coincidence. My mirror definitely needs cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my, shit, my shit looks like one of those. It's uh, cloudy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, like where they put the fucking frosted, yeah. frosted window Literally. right now. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it, it, I love the way you just articulated that because it's, I mean, it, it can be, because when I first started doing this, this podcast, it was like, well, you ooh. haven't really heard anyone be like, you know, Oprah say, well, you're accountable yeah. for all this shit in your life or any, any, I mean, you know, Buddha kind of touches up on Jesus was just love. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say that to anyone or he would, but I'm just like, it is, is this kind of, cause I've felt like a victim in life. I have like, oh, oh everyone has, you know, yeah. but I experience situations where I would attract more victimization to me. And I was like, no more. Yeah. But again, this is the cycle of life. You know, I've, uh, I've broken that cycle of no longer feeling like a victim because I'm not. If I'm the, 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 the God person, which we all are, we're all God. The God created us to experience him, themselves. I'm not yeah. going to say him or her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they could experience themselves as themselves. Because you can, as I said before, you can't. Like it's like when you said about the observed and the observe observer, a tree falling down in in a forest. If it's not observed, it doesn't exist. Yeah, but it's- so us in in non physical form, we don't exist until we actually experience yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. and if you're not learning from those experiences, that that victimization, and I saw it honestly. I don't want to bring up politics of you know the Palestine and the Jerusalem and and Israel and all that type of stuff. It's the same thing happening over and over again. It happened in Egypt happen you know with hitler and all these type of things it's the same consciousness and now it's the same thing with covid there's a reason why round two is coming because we've experienced round one yeah so before round one no one would oh, well, no one's ever experienced this shit yeah, yeah. well there this? has been the plague and the the <laughs> and, and a bunch of other shit that has happened that we haven't experienced you know polio and all these type of shit we haven't lived for it and the majority of people haven't but it's like now i'm like because i understand the collective consciousness of there's two of us in a room. One person is powerful enough to change the world. Imagine two. Right. You know, imagine three, imagine four, imagine how many people are, what, four billion, I don't know how many people there are, all collectively thinking about climate change and the world is in a shit state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this other stuff that technically for me, I don't think the world's in a shit state. I think the world's in an incredible state for me because I can only experience life through me but I'm just like, wow, it's a clusterfuck of emotion. And it's the same thing that you said if, of, 
what defines someone, you know, being the victimizer or the victim? It's like, you know, when an earthquake happens, is your house going to stand or is it going to fall? Right, right, right. How is that? I'm not saying I manifested an earthquake, but collectively our emotions are, again, if you think about manifesting, you have to think about the weather too, because this is, we're all the fucking same. We're all creating this shit. There is no separation from it. So it's like shitty weather or tornado is like, and you see people who live around tornadoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I think about it too, even in terms of like the mentality of, let's say you or I, where we left our circumstances that we grew up, the immediate environment we grew up and how that could have defined us. We left that. Mm-hmm. There are we know people who didn't leave it and we know the shit that they're yeah. dealing with that it's, it's purely because they're still there. I wouldn't say left it. I'd say accepted it okay. and loved yeah, 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 it. Yeah, 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 you yeah. see what I'm saying? Cause yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the fact that everything bad has happened to me has happened to me because it's, I love where I'm at now and I've, ex- um, and my experience, if one of those things didn't happen, I could even went somewhere else. Right. No, I, I, it's even like for me to be in the position I'm in where I was talking about, like, Financially, I'm not exactly where I want to be, no. but I know I need to You are to learn. financially in a place where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. You have to change the narrative. You see, you're, you, you are automatically are associating with a lack of. Right. And I am not I mean. where yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to be. So your, your thought process of what you just said, but your action was the words that you spoke. Right. So therefore, you, you then for are believing what the fuck you just said. Even though I'm sure back in the day when we had no money, you'd be like, oh, I wish I was Justin yeah. at this age right now, where I'm at, That's true. all that celeb- fucking eating lobster yeah. fucking burgers. And I think that, that like, it was, it was on the way here, right? I'm putting on, so I had these pair of shoes, Common Project. Oh, oh, they're they're cheap, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at those. I was like, nope. <laughs> and that was that was like for me. I was literally so. I was putting on these shoes, and I was thinking like, damn. There was a point in time where these were just on a screen, and you wanted them so bad, and you had this vision of like what your life would be, and I was like. I didn't actually want the shoes per se. I wanted the vision the shoes represented of the lifestyle I thought I would live in those shoes. Because now I have the shoes, right? And I'm actually living a good life. Like, Well, clearly you fucking bought the shoes. <laughs> well, they were a gift. They oh, were a okay. Gift. Well, there we They're go. There's a caveat. They were a gift. We'll, we'll take it. Exactly. Like, But they were a gift from a person who I have a relationship with who would want to gift me that. Yeah. You know, so, but it was just a matter of like, wow, I'm, I'm in LA where I wanted to be. I'm putting on the shoes at one point I wanted to put on in LA. I'm headed to my boy's house, about to go do a podcast. Like shit is actually happening and good, but what happens, I feel like is you look past where you're at because you're always depending on what your mentality is focused on where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's like when you, when you talk to people like who have the amount of money you think you want and they're like, well, there's more to life than money. So like, yeah, that's easy for you to say, 
And it is because they have the experience to know that Mm -hmm. there's more to life than money. Yeah. And until you have the experience, you're trying to like, and I think that's why the world is such a clusterfuck because it's people who have the outsider's clarity on everybody else's situation being like, it's actually not that deep. And it's like, sure, to you it's not that deep, but as somebody who has $50 in their fucking bank account and a $100 bill due in three days, this shit is that deep. And it's like, have you been in this situation before? It's like, yeah, I've been here many a time. And it's like, well, you're still alive, right? So you've made it through it. Whatever it was, you made it through it. So clearly... You know, it's only that deep when it when the lights go off. Mm-hmm. Death is the only time it's that deep. Anything beyond death is like a perception thing that true, can, you know, prevents you because from doing yeah. or whatever. So it's like because I've had this conversation with my homegirl who is looking for a man. She feels like once I get a man, my life is going to be good. I'm financially in the place I want to be, and it's like. Yeah, but once you get a man, you have to now deal with maintaining a relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. It, there is no finish line. Yeah. And she, and she's had that conversation with me, like financially. And it's like, we have this like inverse where it's like, I have a partner. I have a beautiful fucking amazing partner. I have what she wants. Financially, she has the stability. I believe I don't have... Even though I, I have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, um, in my mind, though, it's still not to the degree in which. You you, you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I'm living I'm living in the, the, the not, like you said a moment ago. And it's just, but it's it's all a matter of like perception, mm-hmm. because I know that having a partner isn't easy you know what i mean like you, you why is it not easy it's not easy in the way that like you're still you're dealing with someone outside of you so well, you're, like, well, t- well technically you're dealing with yourself which is then attracting the outside notion of you so it's both of your energies coming together as one but until you change the frequency about you yeah, the other yeah. frequency isn't going to change. I'm not talking about manifesting for someone else, but it's like um, when I've had previous relationships and I started off think doing things that I thought they wanted me to do right, or right, being right. who I thought they wanted me to be. So you're constantly conflicting within yourself. Oh, I can't say that or yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be quiet now. I can't drink that <laughs> too much because I get a little, you know, vibey when I drink. Yeah. And then when that ended, I... Uh, I was like, who the fuck am I? And I was lost. I was like, what? I was like wandering in a fucking forest with no shoes on being like, I didn't know who I was. And then I had to relearn who I was. And I lost who I was for so long. And then when I met my my wife, I was like, I'm not doing that no more. Then when I met her, I said, look, this is me. I have no dough. Literally, I'm I'm 25, 26, which is young. I mean, but at the time I felt old as fuck. That was the only 25 years you knew. Yeah, yeah, that was the only 25, yeah. And and I was like, I I have no money. I have no home. I have no job. But this is temporary. And she was like, that's fine. And I was like, oh, what? I can actually be truthful. But what I didn't realize until like a a year or so after 
she had those things. She had a job. She had money. She she, she had a place to stay and everything else. She felt the same way I felt in life, just in different situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we attracted each other. And it was only the notion of when we dropped the, the thought of, you know, this romanticized version of what love is, is when shit started flourishing. It's like we meditate together, we stretch together, we do all these type of things because I know that this is my life partner. Right. This is the love of my life. This is yeah. you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my energy towards our relationship is not hard. It's the easiest thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the way I think about things that make shit hard. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? So again, it's this, this creature of habit, this notion of the lack of or how you think relationships should be or based on this stereotype view of this conditioning that we've always been raised to believe because we see our parents relationship we see all that type of shit and we're like whoa yeah i i do think there's like this collective um and i i feel like we're doing it but as a culture and i'll get to that in a moment but what you were saying about relationships where it's like the relationship i'm in now is definitely the easiest relationship I've ever been in. Because you, you're, it's the easiest you you've been. Yeah, like that's the thing is I yeah. showed up to this relationship having gotten out of a relationship that I felt was good, but there were, um, I just wasn't in a place to sustain it. So I was like, all right, before I get in another relationship, I have to get to a place where I can sustain a relationship and sustain myself Mm -hmm. you know and so when i met my current girlfriend i was like i'm gonna be honest like you know and like you said like we went out and it's funny because our first date we met we were and and she was in a place where she was going to be honest because i recommended like oh we can go to this one bar and she's like she was like i don't I don't want to go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I was at a place where I was like, oh damn, I respect that. So she recommended some spot. We met up at that spot. And for her, that was a big deal because usually she would have just like acquiesced and been like, all right, well, this is where the guy wants mm-hmm. to go. But she was like, no, I'm be honest. Like, I don't want to go there. If I'm leaving my house tonight, it's not to go there. Yes. And for me, I was like, I'm going to be honest in the fact that like, I'm showing up to this spot. I don't know you. We've only spoke on the phone once. Like, I'm not going to pay to get to know you either. So we're splitting this check. I don't know if I'm going to see you again. You said that. I didn't say it. That's what I did. Like, my actions were just like, when the bill came, I was like, all right, you know. That's that's amazing. She put her car down. I put my car down. I was like, yeah, you can run it down the middle. (laughs) Uh, You know, I love that. I fucking love that. Because I remember going clubbing with no money. Like, you have money to get in. This yeah, is like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and maybe and you, you're, you're drunk as fuck yeah. <laughs> before you go and you're in the line fucking swaying and you're like, oh, guys, guys, security, security, security. And you're like, for like that split oh, minute, yeah. you're like sober acting, oh, yeah. sober acting so hard. And you'd meet girls at the bars and they'd be like, you're going to buy me a drink. And I'd be like, I'm actually not. Not because yeah. you didn't want to, because you had no choice. You, you are not going to have breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, bro. And but that because also for me, the, what into, the, how long ago was this? This was uh, October of 2019. Okay, yeah. So it was like so pre pre pandemic. Yeah, it was. It, we met like wait wait. Firstly, what was the reaction 
of both. So for her, well, I mean, did she? Was she? Was she like, well, I'm paying half just because this is what I do, or is it because you led the charge of we're going to split this? No, for, well, so, not even a, like a, oh, it's okay. No, 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 no. You said, and she insisted. No, no. There was no, <laughs> there was no pretending. Like neither she was going through the motions yeah. of like, oh, okay, I know, I got to pull my card out now. And I was like, all right, yeah, you can. And for her, she didn't like because she's a more stoic person to begin. So there wasn't like a visual, visceral like, <gasps> yeah, you know. It was just like noted. So then what happened is, because <laughs> we had like a really good date. Like we hung out at this bar for like three hours. We each had like two, three drinks, split some fries. Like we're really vibing hard. I was, and I, going into it, I was, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, I don't, you know. Split some, no, no lobster? No lobster? No, 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 no. I'm like, we might do a drink or two and I'm out because I don't know. That'll be $200. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm doing the Dave Chappelle half-baked calculations yeah, on everything. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't I, I don't know how many people I'm going to be dating. I had just gotten back on dating. It was my first time on uh, dating apps. Okay. She was the first person I met off of a dating what, app. What was the app? Bumble. Okay. So it's it's, it's like the, uh, I, I guess, Tinder's for people who are just looking to fuck. Bumble is looking for people who are like... Looking to fuck with a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some self-respect involved, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like waking up in the morning, looking each other in the eyes. And knowing each other's names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. Know? And then uh, there's like the the Raya, which is like the rich version of like, I only want to fucking satin sheets. Like the, 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 the pulled the, up in a foreign The car. Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> or was that Raya? No, Raya. In my ah uh, Disney movies, I, once you get past like the Lion King, I'm once like, you have kids, you'll know yeah, them inside yeah. out. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I'm at that generational gap of like I don't know shit that anyone under 18 cares about. Yeah. Um, which you, as of you, you will. Oh, <laughs> it, it's coming, bro. I can I can feel it. You want to talk about manifesting? Um, but yeah, so it was just like us having that real moment for both of us where we left and for her she was like i don't really fuck with this dude not paying and her friend was like who's married was like well you don't i mean who who knows how many girls he's talking to like y'all don't really know each other like did you like him and she was like i mean he was cool but you know but guys he didn't pay. pay yeah and she's like i mean you can be hung up on that or you can see him again and see what happens so then we met up Again, and um, I paid that time. Oh, yeah. it's, quite, it's quite a funny notion, isn't it? Like, um, but he didn't pay. But, but, but I mean, testament to, 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 because uh, I mean, it's funny how that could be a deal breaker, isn't it? It's like, it's but, but, but even her friend, who's her friend? She's an OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you enjoy the date? Yeah. It's like she lived in the now in that moment when, and, I don't know any girlfriends <laughs> who have, they would have been like, fuck that guy. But that's, You do not need him in your life. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is I feel like we're living in a moment where there's all of these like antiquated ideas of like, it was mm. where a man should pay for everything because literally women couldn't work and provide for themselves. So that notion of like, 
my money should be all of your money and your money should be yeah. all of your money. It's that conditioning. Yeah, it's yeah. it's antiquated in our current <laughs> version of society. I love how you just flipped it. To, you know what? E- equal. Equal <laughs> rights, yo. Welcome, and, welcome to what y'all, your women before you fought for. It's like bro. you're a part of this now. Love and worship.